Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you're having a great week and thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Of course, it is time for your listener questions and Pam and Ricky join me to tackle those questions. First of all, we get a question about buying golf merchandise, Walt Disney World golf merchandise. If you're not going to have time to play around, but you can swing by one of the clubhouses, we talk about uh, is there a difference uh, between going over to Lake Buena Vista Golf Course or the Palm and the Magnolia? We have a discussion on that. We also talk about why having the park hopper option is very important if you're staying in one of the Epcot area resorts and you're wanting to go back to those pre-pandemic times where you just kind of want to hop in and out of Epcot to have some snacks and entertainment and dining options. We also talk about uh, a great option that if you're a solo diner and you're over at ABC Commissary like I am, and you're worried about getting your food swept away when you go up to get a refill. We, one of our uh, listeners gives an option for that. I love this idea of the solo dining card. We also discuss whether you should drive or take Disney transportation to get to Disney's Hollywood Studios from Wilderness Lodge. If you want to be absolutely one of the first people there to make the most of your day. This and many other questions coming your way on today's show. So stand by for that. Don't forget our shows are always brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out today for all your Disney, Disney trip planning needs. They're over at the magic Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. When you shop online, that one extra click really supports everything we do throughout the year. It's be our guest slash Amazon and a sincere thank you to the patrons of the be our guest podcast. You make all these shows possible. Thank you so very much for your support. Our patrons also get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you coming over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world. You found the be our guest Walt Disney world trip planning podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,227 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. And I'm guessing at about this time that we are under snowmageddon here in Missouri. Well, that's at least what they're saying. Of course, we do record the show a little bit early and we've prepared. We have our... Uh, eggs bread and milk so that means we'll probably just get a dusting so you're welcome st louis we prepared so maybe not as much though but we'll see so watch my instagram and we'll update you with that but today who cares i'm not a weatherman i am a disney guy so we're going to be talking disney answering your listener questions but we got to have the experts here to get that done so joining me expert number one in the hot seat we have ricky from the mouseforless.com what's up ricky happy wednesday Happy Wednesday. I have to say this week has just been one crazy, crazy week. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just making it through, uh, but had lo have lots of uh, activities, you know, dealing with the baby girl here this week. So, yeah, we're just we're smoothing and grooving and I'm just going one at a time. <laughs> These five day weeks. I mean, uh, how about them? You know, you I know, got, right? you know five, five whole days. They're quite overrated. Although granted, I, you know, I've had five day weeks for a while, so that's all right. But still, and you have, you know, seven day weeks because oh, yeah. you don't know what day it is. So every day, I mean, my alarm is set for the exact same time, seven days a week. The only day I change my alarm is Christmas day. That's the oh one day gosh. of the year. I'm not kidding. That's the one day a year. I don't get up at the same time. It's, it's bizarre. 
Anyway, who can, nobody cares about that. And uh, so we got to get our, our next panelist in here. And it's Pam Forrest, the owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Pam, how are things out in Pittsburgh on this Wednesday? They are good. They are snowy. And I like the whole panelist thing. Like, we're a panelist. I, I think right? I watched, right. uh, I think I must have watched the dating game or something on like a Pluto TV that or is, something. I don't know. It felt a little 70s. Yeah. I'd like to ask number three how he feels about. <laughs> how do they feel about Splash Mountain closing? Oh my God. Oh, no, exactly. no, no, no. Let's Things do things like like in sync together, you know that that freaks me out. You know, like if they were all doing their own thing, like breaking it down, I'm pretty cool with that. That's how nature works. But when you got ostriches, ostriches dancing down Main Street, like all in sync, that is the weirdest thing ever. It freaks me out. Yes, welcome, welcome to my couch, people. That's okay. Wow. Just saying. Okay, working out, Mike. I'm just saying. I am. Yeah, put a couch in here next. Okay, so real quick. Going back to the BOGP Christmas Eve episode, I got to go back and make a, uh, you know, I, I, get, I thought I gave pretty good presents this year. I gave some hub grass. Yeah. You know, yeah. gave you the Amazon Prime card because you're going to need all kinds of stuff, Ricky, because of the baby yeah. on your next trip. Yeah. But you know what? I think I found you the perfect gift. Both of you. And I actually bought it. And I hope it, I hope it comes in. This is going to be, you're going to love it. I bought you, actually, some authentic Splash Mountain water. Both I knew that's oh. where this is going. I, as soon as you started with, I bought you, and I'm like, oh no, I know exactly where this is going. Wow. <laughs> it was only $75 for an ounce. I mean, I thought okay, it was a bargain. I won the, you know, the, the so, buy now on eBay. So, so. Uh, so, you know, just water. Somebody held up in front of the pit, the sign at Splash Mountain. They brought from home, by the way, and they just held it up in front of the sign at Splash Mountain. And they said, hey, guess what? I got this water from Splash Mountain. Actually, you know where they probably got it from? They probably got it from the drinking fountain outside of Splash Mountain. So I'm, guess, I'm guessing uh, Pecos Bills. I'm guessing Pecos Bills. I just want to know if I unscrew the top, does it smell like those funky handrails? Yes. The handholds did in Splash Mountain? Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, no. were, those were my nightmares. Those, <laughs> that, yes. That. 
<laughs> kind of like the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh uh, honey wall for me. That's my nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's your nightmare. That's good. Yeah. It was weird, though, that it didn't come with a certificate of authenticity or I nothing. I know. I mean, it did yeah. not. Right? Yeah. The stamp yeah. of Disney officialness. Yes, yes. <laughs> anyway. All right, Sean's got a question. Here we go. Hello, Mike, Pam, Ricky, Scotty G, and maybe Phil Nicholson. I guess he thinks oh. we're golfer here. I'd like to buy some Walt Disney World golf merchandise on our next trip. I don't have time to golf, but could Uber to a clubhouse to do some shopping. Is there a course clubhouse that has a better selection than the others? We'll be staying at the Grand Floridian for the first time. Could I walk to a course from there? I thought there was a course across the street by Shades of Green. Thanks for all you do. Sean is up in the mitten. Okay, so I'll tell you. Yes. So I don't know if you, I guess you could walk just across the street. It'd be, uh, I mean, it might be a little dangerous, uh, but no, you, you, you could do it. There's a crosswalk. Okay, yeah, you, you could totally do good, it. Yeah. it. It's probably, right. I'm guessing, like a half a mile from like the main building to the clubhouse at, uh, so you'll be going to the Palm and the Magnolia clubhouse over at Shades of Green. And I've, I've played uh, the Palm there with Scott and Phil and Wade and a bunch of folks, and we had a good time. Um, and they have a really, really nice clubhouse with a lot of merch. I bought a, a hat, uh, you know, with like the Mickey playing golf hat, some yeah. balls. Um, but also I've played uh, LBV over by Disney Springs, where the clubhouse is actually kind of at Saratoga Springs. And they have a nice clubhouse too, but I'd say if you're the Grand Floridian, they're probably about the same stuff. I would just go over to the, you know, across the street there yeah. over to the Palm and the Magnolia, just walk right over and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Scott gets um, head covers like for his clubs and they have characters mm -hmm. like some of them are limited edition, like they had Tigger, like, but it was limited oh, edition. Cool. So we got like Tigger for like his, you know, woods and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, walk over there. It's, they got, you know, obviously like the Disney, like Nike polos and, I mean, you want to spend some money, <laughs> they're ready for you over there. Yeah, I'm sure they but, are. But they do have sales. Yeah. They have some things on sale, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah, absolutely go over there and check it out. All right. So uh, we had a question here from Jason in the live chat on Facebook. And he says, looking to book my first cruise. Is the wish a good ship to start with? Pam, what say you for first cruisers? First cruisers. Interesting. This is an interesting question because I think it's very different than the answer I would probably give for repeat cruisers. And I would say absolutely the wish is a great, a great uh, ship to start with. Some of the criticism or things that people don't like about the wish are because they are comparing it to the other ships right. and they're not just comparing it, they're used to the other ships. So they want to get on the wish. They wanted to get on the wish and have it be the same in terms of layout, in terms of where the lounges are, in terms of those things. So I think that you will um, enjoy all the positive things that everyone's talking about when they talk about the wish. And you really won't have any of those preconceived notions that sort of prevent you from enjoying a lot of the wish. Now, the one thing to note um, is that unlike most of the cruise ships um, is the, the walking track. Um, it's not, it doesn't go the whole way around the ship. You can't always go around the ship. But I will say also, I have encountered many mornings when we go out to walk that loop where we're not allowed to go either around the front or around the back of the ship on the ships where it does circle the whole way around uh, because they're doing something with the anchor or the ropes or the whatever there. Mike, have you run into that? 
um, as well. I've only done that. I've, I've had that because I do run on all the ships. And I haven't been on the Wish yet. But the only time I've had that happen is like when you're coming into port. Like, because I get up super early, even on the day of de debarkation, and I'll get up, but they're, you know, they're trying to clean things up. So they'll, right. you know, like maybe like on lap seven or eight, you know, they'll put a rope across. And I'm like, dang, yeah. <laughs> too slow. They didn't, didn't get it in, but yeah, then you just call it off. Right. But the thing it. is, you got treadmills if you want to. Yeah, out absolutely. You do. And that's what I've been telling everyone who has that concern with the wish. But make sure you the wish has so many cool things to see. Make sure that you go into each of the lounges, that you go into each of the restaurants, that you go into the, each of the areas of that ship. It's beautiful. It is my favorite ship, even though I've experienced all the other ones multiple times. I do love the wish. Yes, there are people out there that like it. Our voices are just not quite as loud <laughs> as some of the folks yeah. who do not. So, Good stuff. Uh, okay, so a uh, little feedback here. Deanna in our live chat here from Facebook says, we're in the Magic Kingdom yesterday, which is what recording was Sunday, the last day for Splash Mountain. And she says, it was wild. We had a lightning lane and waited 10 minutes for our last day ride. Best Genie Plus purchase ever. <laughs> 10 nice. minutes. So at some point yesterday, the riot, I saw 2.30 for the wait time. Yeah. Which That's... I've seen. The, the longest. Let me ask you this. The longest wait I've ever seen at Walt Disney World anytime in person, I've seen 2.40 for Soarin' on New Year's Eve. That's the longest like posted wait time I've actually ever seen and taken a picture of. Fam, have you seen anything longer than that like in person? In the parks? That was the one I was like, holy cow. Because it was like, you know, 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, you, you wouldn't get to see right. fireworks at Epcot. It was New Year's Eve. Yeah, I know. Um, I, well, it's hard to know because now think about it lately when they release, when they open up a ride, they've been doing virtual queues. Right. right. So as to not have some of that. Yeah. I swear, yes. some of the lines when Space 220 opened. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right? I was in that opening day line. line. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Um, I think the longest one, I don't, I don't remember like exactly what the time was, but I know that the longest one that I've encountered, um, was, uh, for Pandora, uh, it was for Avatar Flight of Passage, um, right after it opened and it was New Year's Eve, I think, or it was the day, it was one of the, the day before New Year's Eve or, the, or New Year's Eve. Um, and I, the reason why I, um, and I mean, it went, I mean, it went forever, um, at that point. And, um, I, I actually, uh, I had some, uh, rider switch passes. And uh, so I, I ended up, uh, taking people with me. Um, I got people at the end of the line and I was like, Hey, I have these rider switch passes. Do you want to go uh, and ride now? Or do you want to wait the, you know, hours of wait that you have to wait? And you know, after I convinced people that I wasn't crazy, uh, they actually ended up coming with me. So I did. I had four rider switch passes at, at that time. So I took four different families. It was one of my. It's one of my favorite memories. Um, was it's a you know just passing along that that good fortune that I had. So. And you told us you got fifty bucks a piece for those. Yeah, I totally yeah, sold them uh, on the black market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about uh, Dopey and a couple of shows ago compared it to Iron Man. And uh, Jacobs is not a question, but I want to confirm a topic that came up a few weeks ago that Dopey is indeed harder than an Iron Man. I'm not saying this because an Iron Man, there's no way because I can't swim. I have not done Dopey yet, he says, but I finished four marathons and two Ironmans. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, a standalone marathon is hands down harder than an Ironman. Something about a standalone running event is ruthless, which I don't understand that because I can't understand like, okay, you do a marathon. Okay. Now let's go run or, you know, let's go yeah, bike let's go now forever, biking, yeah. you know, from here to, you know, Columbia, Missouri. And now let's go swim, you know, the length of the Mississippi river. <laughs> I didn't, that just doesn't sound right to me, but Hey, J Jacob's done it. I'll take his word. Just the, you know, it's one of those things that doesn't sound right, but hey, I'll, t I'll, I'll defer because I'm never, I am never doing an Ironman in my life. After this last dopey, I promise you, I will never put my name on the line for an Ironman. I like to stay alive because <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can do that. Uh, let's see here. We got another quote. Oh, actually, it's, uh, we talked last week. I think I brought up when I go to ABC Commissary solo and I do this every trip that I go down yes. solo, I will be doing it this trip, Pam. I will escape at least. I know we're going to be probably, you know, doing some meals together and stuff like that, but I will be having my grilled cheese one time. Got to have it. I just I don't care. Like we could be doing brown derby and I'll be like, excuse me. I got to go over to I ABC gotta, Commissary. I would much rather have I'm that. Just saying. Okay. okay, here's the All deal right. though. So I talked about how that, that place always puts me in the predicament that if I need to get a refill on my soda... They're so aggressive about busting the tables there. If you're solo, I'm scared to death. They're going to take away my food. So Jody, my good friend from uh, Disney with the Ducks and out in Cincinnati, who's going to be selling with us on the podcast cruise in July, she says she's behind on the podcast due to Marathon Weekend. But she said her friend, Kenna, who's actually one of my clients at Magic for Less, said that she had a solution to this. She's made little note cards saying that she's a solo diner and she's going to be right back. And That's so she, smart. She puts them right what? there on her, on her plate as she goes away. That is smart. Okay. And, and, and she sent me a picture of it and I thought this is all well. And I put, I, I just want to put this out there for the common good that, uh, you know, people would, would hear this, but here's the thing. <laughs> College program kids are busting those tables. Um, <clears throat> they're probably not reading it. I'm just saying like, I'm 50, 50, like they're just, whoo, they're talking to their friends. Whoo, my, I'm hot if that thing is thrown away. That's why I come to Florida is to eat that sandwich. If they throw away the other half of my sandwich, we're fighting. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, then do they're I giving trust me another it? sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That might be it. Then I get three three uh, halves. There and I end up like 50% exactly. more. Oh, you might have it. Yeah, that's true. And by the way, Sean says the longest line he's seen at Walt Disney World popcorn uh, bucket uh, that, figment bucket yeah that was pretty yeah and i the 50th anniversary when those came out were Dude. pretty oh my uh, gosh <laughs> yes yeah All i right. know william's got a question hey bogp crew it says june 2023 COVID revenge trip you guys rock i found you back in 2016 when we were planning our first trip tacking a week onto the end of a conference for uh, with our two-year-old son and you were instrumental in showing how important it is to resist the urge to cram as much as possible into each day and instead slow down and just take it all in. In 2016, we did all four parks and took it slow. And our highlights were the teacups in the Magic Kingdom and the quiet pool and alligator bayou at Riverside. And those things likely wouldn't have happened without you. Thank you. Thank you nice. so much. No, that's oh, I'll probably be back in alligator bayou soon. Yes. Um, we were planning on returning to the world in 2020 when our daughter turned two, but for obvious reasons, that was delayed. Emerging from COVID, we reevaluated our lives and relocated to, uh, from New Jersey to be closer to friends and family and changed our careers and have now settled down enough to reward ourselves with our kids, who are now four and eight, uh, with a long overdue family vacation. We're planning our trip for late June, hitting Universal for a few days. Son and wife are huge Harry Potter fans before heading over to Walt Disney World. Here's our questions. 
given the age gap in genders, we're concerned that our kids might not want to sleep in a queen bed together. So we're thinking of uh, the Adventura Kids Suites at Universal and a fifth sleeper room, maybe Yacht Club, at Walt Disney World. Are we on the right track for best rooms that won't that uh, won't need to share? The kids won't need to share a bed for. Okay, so that was a, they have a few other questions, two other questions. Okay, so let's start there. Pam, I'll let you talk about Aventura. I will say yes, Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk, any of those Crescent Area resorts, you're going to have two queens and a day bed, which the day bed, or it's like a couch that comes out into a bed. Perfect for that. Also, if you want to look moderates, Riverside does have fifth sleeper room, and they'd be perfect like a four-year-old to sleep on, or even an eight-year-old. That's You know, it's not something that an adult really would sleep well on, but a Except four me. and an eight-year-old would be you. A four and an eight-year-old would be perfect. So you could look at Caribbean Beach. You could also look at Riverside. Those are two moderate resorts you're looking for a fifth sleeper option if you want to stay in the moderates. But of course, you could go Yacht Beach, Boardwalk if you want to be in the Crescent Lake area. So those are your five options, go-tos for Walt Disney World. And that's a, that's a legitimate concern if they don't want to sleep in the same bed. So Pam, what about Aventura? Uh, what do you think over there for Universal Option? So the Aventura Kids Suite is really cool. Um, I've uh, been in it um, a few times. And it actually has, um, I won't say doors in between each sort of sleeping area, but sort of partitions that go between each sleeping area. There's a main um, area with a bed. Then there's another area with two other beds. And uh, finally, another area after that, that has sort of a pull-out couch area. So it really sort of gives everyone their own space. The other choice at Universal is, of course, Cabana Bay yeah, in one of those. the family suites because then you have those options too. You have two queen beds, and then you also have a pull-out couch with, again, a partition in between. In addition, the Premier Resorts at all of them at Universal have a kid suite option available too. Royal Pacific does, um, and it is Jurassic Park themed. Portofino does, and it is Minion themed, and the Hard Rock does, and it's sort of the Junior Rockstar suite. So think about those too. Those all are great options. Was yeah. I was I weird growing up? I, I had to share a bed with my brother <laughs> when we were in hotels. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I totally had to share a bed with my brother. Yeah. Like, no. I wouldn't even share with my sister. Are you kidding me? I was like, no. Not happening. <laughs> they 100% made us share a bed. So uh, I don't know. No, uh, I guess that was no, weird. That, I guess. Yes, I don't know. I'm learning not, new things today. Just, okay. No, it didn't happen. Okay. So <laughs> next question. Our daughter has major food allergies. Recommendations for things to try or avoid with food allergies. So Ricky, do you have any advice? Because I've... My kids have never had allergies. They're just picky. Is right. Ah, they only eat chicken nuggets, so it's like pretty safe. Exactly. Yes. But what, what what advice would you give for somebody with major food allergies? Things to look for and things to avoid. Well, the good thing is is that Disney and Universal are fantastic about food allergies. Um, you know, when you uh, go to a, a quick service restaurant, you know, just make sure you let them know, hey, uh, we have an allergy. Um, and we need to, you know, let them know what the allergy is and they can help guide you that way. Um, when you do that, do not do mobile order. Uh, I believe that's, I mean, you can, if it's like a, I think you can make some notations on allergies, but if it's like a really, really bad allergy, just just go up to a cast member and talk to them. Um, if it's if you're, it's a quick service restaurant, especially at um, Walt Disney World. Um, and then uh, at 
table service restaurants, again, when you get seated, uh, let them know, hey, you have an allergy. Um, and then also, uh, usually um, they'll have a chef come out and help kind of guide you on what things. Um, they have select special menus as well. So, you know, both Disney and Universal are fantastic about dealing with allergies. You know, just like I said, make sure you let them know upfront, hey, this is the allergy that we have. This is what we, you know, kind of need to work around and they'll be more than happy to assist. So I know this is an audio podcast and 95% of you are listening to this show, but raise your hands if you've had somebody at your table at a table service restaurant, have the chef come out, tell them about the allergy. They prepare a meal for them. They bring out the meal and it's better looking than what you ordered. Yeah. Like, you're like, dude, what? Every day it happens. Like they're really, really good at that. The chefs, I and think they, like see yes, it as a chance to really kind of show off at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think it'll be awesome to be more creative. Like, times if there's someone in your party that has an allergy right. like when you're making the adr when you check in when you get seated and yeah. then your server asks you to i mean they ask and ask and then ask again so i guess they want to really 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 make sure but yeah they're gonna they're probably just excited to try it you know get to make something different rather than you know the eight things that are on absolutely yeah exactly i gotta yeah. make the chicken you know the the buttermilk chicken for ramen again and we're getting eight of them around the table what's going on all right. The last question they have is uh, one of the perks of staying at the boardwalk area, which we did at the Dolphin for part of our 2016 trip, was the ability to hop into Epcot or Hollywood Studios on a rest day for a meal or a show. How might this look like in the age in which we are subject to park reservation system? Is it our best bet to be at Yacht, get an Epcot reservation, tap in, then go and do as we please? Thanks for all your help. Bill is in Del Mar, New York, near Albany. First of all, Bill, thanks for the uh, for listening all this time. We appreciate it. And you're going to have a great trip. So here's my best advice for what you're looking for. You are going to want to make sure you have the park hopper option because you're going to want to go to a park in the morning. And, you know, even if you don't go to a park in the morning, that day, if you just want to have a pool day and you don't want to do anything till the afternoon, that's the day you would set your park reservation for Epcot. But, you know, what I would do is, you know, there are going to be mornings. We got eight and four year olds. I'm sure they're going to want to get up and go in the morning because you get so much done in the morning, too. You're going to want to go to the Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom or especially the studios early to beat the crowds in the heat. And what that what that gives you the opportunity to do is later on that night, say for, you know, a late lunch or especially for dinner, anything else you want to snack. If you have the park hopper, once you've tapped into your first park of the day after two o'clock, then you could just walk into Epcot just like the old days. You know, then it's just like the old days. Pam, this is one of those things that it just, you know, I, I don't try to upsell anything really that much, but the, the park hopper gives you that flexibility to get around the park reservation system once two o'clock hits and you've tapped into your park for the first, you know, for the first part of the day. It, it does, does take you back in time a little bit. It does. I, you know, I, I've said this many times on the podcast, I cannot tour without the park hopper. I don't have the ability to, I feel trapped. If I don't have the park hopper, whether I'm going to hop or not, if I know I'm in a park, I'm like a cat. If I know I'm in a park and I can't hop, I the only place I want to be is all the other <laughs> right. parks. Yes. Right? What's going on over it's, there? Yes, exactly. It makes me feel squirrely. So, I mean, um, and for me, that is just the point of having that flexibility. Um, 
being able being in a park and it's getting busy here. You know what? I want to hop over to, and my answer is always Epcot because <laughs> it's going to be less busy there or feel less busy. And there's always something going on in the evening there. I'll be able to catch the entertainment. I'll be able to do this. The other reason why I can't live without the park hopper is the ability to hop to another park to see those evening shows. Like if I'm at a park like Animal Kingdom where I can't go and see an evening show, then for me, that sort of devalues my day spent in that park. I get more value when I have the park hopper because I can hop over then to Magic Kingdom and do some attractions and see the fireworks and all of that. And that really extends my park day without having to buy another day's worth of tickets. So I love the park hopper. I think it, even in its current state works for me and um, can't do it without it. What it really does too, it takes the stress off too, because it gives you the opportunity to be flexible during the trip because I, I don't know where I'm going to go in the evenings, to be honest. Like I know where I'm going to start because that's where my park reservation is. But like you say, I mean, you know, that's a great point with Animal Kingdom because there's not a lot to do there in the evening. You know, do I want to go there? And if I don't have the park hopper, then I guess that really leaves me with resort time in the evening, Disney Springs, you know, maybe some mini golf. But if I have the hopper, the I can go anywhere. You know, I can hang out at Epcot and go get some snacks and go over to the studios, watch Fantasmic, you know, go watch fireworks at the Magic Kingdom, what have you. It's a good point because you don't have to think about it ahead of time. You can just be like, oh, you know, how do I feel tonight? What do I want to do? And especially like in our situation where we always have friends down there, this is really yeah. a big thing. You know, especially, you know, a lot of our listeners will have, you know, other people they know and they might come across and it's really kind of nice. So, okay, we'll meet you up, at, you know, in the evenings because that's a, that's the thing that we found out early in the, the theme park reservation system was the struggle was we used to like meet up with like a lot of people that were locals mm -hmm. down there. And like we'd all just be like, OK, tomorrow we're going to go. Epcot. Well, dang, you know, I made my theme park reservation yep. for Epcot, you know, and I, I can't yeah. get in the Magic Kingdom now. And that was the struggle. But at least with the park hopper, you can do it in the evening. You can meet up for dinner or something. So. Just something we had to think about. So we'll see how it goes. This is sticking around, it looks like. So uh, good to have that strategy. Okay, Megan's got a question. Hey, BOGP friends, or at least it feels like y'all are friends since I listen to you so often. I'd appreciate some transportation advice. We're staying at Wilderness Lodge with our first park day at Hollywood Studios on February 27th. We plan to rope drop early entry, but I'm struggling to choose our transportation to the park. We'll have a car but I read that the parking lot opens when the first buses arrive. So maybe that would put us behind the busers. Do the first buses leave the resort one hour before early entry? I want to make sure we get to the studios early since they sometimes open earlier than the posted times. We'll have a five-year-old, so we probably won't ride ride share since she needs a car seat and the minivans are pretty pricey. I know we'll ride the boat over to the Magic Kingdom on that morning. Is there any advantage to driving to any of the other parks or should we just plan to take the bus in the mornings? Thanks so much. I'm stumped and I want to get to those. I want to get those early mornings right. Megan is down in Texas. Well, first of all, Megan, thanks for calling us friends. We appreciate it. That's exactly the goal of the show, that we're just friends in your ear, hanging out, talking Disney a few times a week. That's exactly the vibe we want to have here and take your car. I'm just going to say. I, for, it, it, I've said this for years. I love the deluxe resorts, but the bus service is not the best. Like mm -hmm. if you have a car, you have control. You have your destiny in your own hands. Pam, you drive all the time. Do, am I, am I wrong? I mean, they have a car. I would go in your car. 
You're not wrong, but for me, here's the reason why. First of all, if you look at all the Disney verbiage um, and all the experience that has been gathered, it is not a, the park's going to open at 8.30, so at 7.30 on the dot, the bus is going to be there. It is not that way. It could be earlier. It could be later. Um, it's going to be around that time. Um, and so that's something to think about. And if you're asking about this now, I'm going to assume that this is really important to you and will impact the success of your day. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to suggest that you do drive because, like Mike said, you're in control. If this is something that you're thinking about, that you're worried about at this point in your vacation planning, then I'm going to assume that this is something that is impactful to you and I'm going to give you the best chance for success. Now, the other big question is always, when will the parking lot open? And again, it's not a boom, it's this time and here's when the parking lot will open. It's a little loose and it depends on the day. But um, if you arrive about at that time, then you should be able to park there. So that's something to think about. Here, here's but, what I'm picturing. Her standing there with her five-year-old and her husband, you know, <laughs> yes. at, the, at the little bus shack. Right? Yeah, the little, me the, too. The, I'm picturing yeah. this too. You know, it's, it's Studios Day, right? <laughs> Magic Kingdom bus comes by. Yep. Epcot. Typhoon yep. Lagoon starts coming by. You're like, Typhoon Lagoon, dude, who's going swimming? It's seven right. o'clock in the morning. You don't open till 10. <laughs> Disney Springs. Nobody's going shopping right now. You know, it's like, I've been there. You just start like, you're seething. Like, <laughs> at least if you're in your car, your kid's in his own car seat, you know, or he or right. she is like, you, you just feel, you feel mentally better. Like I, the, 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 the studios bus could well be the first bus that comes by. But I'm telling you what, Murphy's Law, it's going to be the 17th bus that comes by. I'm telling you, if you emailed this, you will see three happen. Animal Kingdom buses <laughs> exactly. before that studio bus comes. But I will say, too, um, it's actually since uh, the, the pandemic that we have come to appreciate a little more of the bus system. Um, there's something <laughs> I know. Yeah, what? <laughs> I know. I will just say there is something about leaving that driving to somewhere else. But right. I also know that if there's someplace I really want to be, or if there's something that's going to impact my day in a positive or negative way, I would rather be in my car and making the choices of my own. So I like to have control, even though I don't rent a car. I, I take the buses, but I'm ch I am really chill. But I, I also. I'm beyond the five-year-old days. I thought you were going to say I am really cheap. Which no, I am cheap too. I'm yeah, cheap and exactly, chill. Yeah, yeah. I, I should get a shirt. CNC Music Factory. Cheap and chill. That's what it stands for. <laughs> All right. Next question is from Laura. Hey, Mike and Beer Jeep Crew. I'm headed to the world at the end of April for four nights with my two kids who are nine and six. We're staying at the Riv and we will have a car. My niece is also likely competing in a dance competition on property during our stay. Do you have any advice for splitting our time between a competition and the parks? Thanks. Love the show. Laura. Hey, I'm an expert at this. I got to say, because Mallory's cheered and okay. There's two places your, your niece may compete. One is Coronado Springs. If she's a dancer, a lot of times the dance competitions are, you might not know this, but they're held at Coronado Springs in the convention center. So that'd be a good spot because Riviera is relatively close. You could just catch an Uber where you have a car. You don't need an Uber. This is perfect. Just, you're over there in five minutes. You could watch it. And then just, you know, here's the good news too. If you've never done a dance competition or like a cheer thing, 
you only watch for like five minutes. Now, if you're a parent, you got to be there for like eight hours to watch for like two minutes and 30 seconds. And you got to pay like 40 bucks. It's the biggest racket of all time. It's exciting though, because you're a parent, right? You're there for your kid, but it is ridiculous. It's don't, when you think about it, it makes no sense because you're holding your breath for the two, two minutes and 30 seconds thinking, I've, this is just how it is from a cheer parents perspective. We have a lot of cheer parents in our audience because I hear from them a lot, especially this time of year because the bids are going out right now. But the thing is, when you go down to Summit or any of these big competitions are held at Disney, you have paid thousands of dollars for this trip. Like you have booked air, you've booked hotel, you're paying for this, 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 it's called a commuter ticket. It's this ticket that you got to buy a certain amount of days. You got to have the hopper. It's expensive. So you're paying all this money for your vacation. It's not discounted either because it's through varsity sports. So you're buying this package. So you're paying thousands of dollars, to take your family to Disney for this trip. The goal is to win a, you know, a championship at summit. Hopefully your kid makes it to finals. Really on the preliminary days, they go two minutes and 40 seconds. And so you're just hope you're holding your breath for two or two minutes and 40 seconds, hoping one of the kids doesn't trip or they don't drop somebody when they're basing or they don't slip in the, in the holes. It's, it's the most insane, like painful experience ever. But when they win, it's the greatest thing ever. No, go over it. it, I would just say, you know, look at the schedule, talk to your nieces, you know, family, and just make it a part of the vacation. It doesn't need to take much time. Get over to it could also be at the arena at ESPN Wide World of Sports. It's fun. I mean, it's going to cost you a little money to get in, probably 20 bucks a person. It's not cheap, but I mean, Pam, it's one of those things like it's just a bonus thing. It's not going to take you a ton of time. And if you're the parent, you're invested. Like you have to be there for like days. It's forever. And <laughs> if you're a Disney fan, it's like, oh, dude, can I just go to Epcot? You know, like I know. That, dude, I think I that's probably the biggest struggle right <laughs> is, there is that you know yeah. what else you could be doing. Uh, totally. So I think you got to think of it. Unless you're coming in early or leaving after as more that a trip focused on that, where you may get to do something instead of you know, yeah, you'll have to sort of fit it in around other things. You'll probably be visiting Disney Springs a lot though because it's easy to get in and out of there um, during the the, the downtimes that you have. So. Absolutely. The good news is they're not parents. So like, is like a you know aunt, uncle, dude. That's the best because you can just swoop in. You know, like okay, they're performing at twelve forty-two. Right. Get there at noon. You know, like hang out, get a because they serve beer. You know, if you want to get a beer, drink at ESPN or whatever. You know, boom, they go at twelve forty-two. You're like, peace out. Let me know if you want. You know, I'm like, I'll be over <laughs> at Epcot. <laughs> but like, if you're a parent, dude, you're there, like. Oh, this is how it works. Like they, they'll compete at twelve forty two. Like awards for your division are at three forty. You're like three forty. <laughs> how long does it take to add up the scores? Let's roll. I got places to be. I'm in Florida. <laughs> you know. Let's anyway. That's all the cheer parents are like preach on, brother. Preach on. I'm just saying. They're all cheer dads, especially. Like, come on, let's go on a ride a roller coaster. Anyway, next question is from Jill, and she's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, far off land. I've heard. Uh, hey, Mike and BOGP crew, I'm excited to have a question for you because it means we are finally making our way back to the world. We have an eight-day trip this April, and we'll be staying at Caribbean Beach for the very first time. Our last trip was pre-COVID, November 2019, and I know a lot of things have changed since then. Thankfully, I had your awesome show to keep me up to date and also let me live vicariously through all of your great trip reports. We'll be traveling over the week of Easter 
So I know it's going to be insanely busy for my husband and I, but we're both teachers and coaches. So it's really the best time for us to go. First of all, thanks for being a teacher and thanks for coaching. Coaching's awesome. Mike, I know that you can relate. Summer isn't an option for the rest of our party due to the heat. I'm prepared to embrace the crowds and enjoy our trip no matter how crowded it is. I, that That's a teacher for you right there. That is it. Pam, your daughter's a teacher. That is a teacher like... I'm just going to be positive about this. All of, yes. hum- all of humanity will be at the Magic Kingdom, but I'm just going to embrace. I'm just going to hug everybody. Like, they're just all hi my friends. friends. Yeah, hi, friends. <laughs> That's teachers, man. I love it. Anyway, here's my question. She says, we originally planned to do one day at Universal, but after doing my research, I got cold feet and came to the realization that one day won't be worth the money. So now we have an extra rest day built into our trip. We already had one built in, So we now have two days off from the parks. We are contemplating adding on an after hours event on our Magic Kingdom day and keeping the second rest day or just adding another day of park tickets to our original package instead. What would you do? Right now we have one day in each park with the exception of two days at Hollywood Studios. I feel like I need one more Magic Kingdom day in my life, but I'm not sure which route to go. After hours event? or add on another park ticket. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for doing this amazing podcast. You guys truly are the best, Jill in Pittsburgh. Well, Jill, thank you so much. That was very kind of you. I'm going to give this one to Ricky, but I'm going to throw out just the economics of this real quick. The economics is it's going to be way cheaper to add another day to your Magic Your Way tickets. If you have like a four or five day ticket, no doubt. It's going to be way cheaper to add the day to your tickets. However, I'm going to say to do the after hours event, it's going to be awesome. You have the, cause you get that second down day, you can chill pool day, sleep in, do a character breakfast, what have you. And then you can get a ton done and you're going to feel like a VIP. It's going to be a little bit expensive, but you're on vacation. This is why you coach. You coach to get the extra grip, spend it, do it, have fun. <laughs> you've earned, trust me, you've earned it 10 times over. Ricky, what say you though? Am I right or am I wrong? So I, I agree partially, but I I think I'm going to suggest to get the extra day's tickets over the after hours event. And it's purely for financial reasons. If they found, if they thought that getting extra day or getting a day at Universal was too much money, I think that they are still going to feel that getting the extra after hours party ticket is going to be too much money. Honestly, they're probably close to about the same cost. They probably are. You're right. You're exactly right. Teachers are so practical. It hurts. I mean, it's bad. I mean, if if that's the route that you're going to take to do the after hours day, you might as well just go over to Universal to be perfectly honest. So it's going to be because that's what you wanted to do originally. I feel like so. I would say, practically, I would just do an extra day of tickets um, or, you know, but that's just me because I feel like monetarily wise, that's going to be well worth your extra money versus spending the extra money for, you know, because it's, it's not cheap to go to those after hours events for sure. No, they're not cheap. They're, they're a splurge and they're expensive. They're definitely a splurge. And you're right. Yeah. They said they're not going to Universal for the one day because they thought it was not and, financially worth it. And it's only for a couple of hours, you know, for the after hours event, which, you know, granted, I know that those the parks are pretty well dead for the most part during those, but still, like, I just, 
you're going to get a full day of Magic Kingdom Park time with the other way. So I, I think I'd, I think I'd still rather try the full day. Yeah. Pam, what say you? I mean, I think Ricky's mm-hmm. on to something there because she did she did kind of listen to the whole context. I, I just did got, listen I to got the whole excited. context, yes. I just, I just got excited, like, after hours. No, but the only thing is they said it wasn't worth it. And I'm wondering if they're thinking it might not be worth it for the extra day at Universal because you're not going to be able to get everything done in one day. You really need at least two days at Universal. And I have to advise staying on site, too, yeah. when you can. So maybe that's why, because I was sort of leaning toward the after hours thing first. First of all, I never advise anyone going to Disney to get more than a three-day ticket. I don't care how many times you've been there. I don't care how often you think you don't need it. Add, upgrade that two-day to a three-day ticket. Three days gives you a fighting chance to at least do some of the things you want. No, to a do. minimum three-day ticket. I thought Min- you said maximum. Yes, no, no, okay, right, like, a minimum. Day, dude, if you're there for eight days, you need more than a three-day ticket. Come no, hundred percent. Right. Because we have <laughs> guests who come to us and like, I totally. want to save money. I want to do a two-day ticket, no. and it's like. Yeah, you're hard. not really going to save money because what you're going to do is you're going to walk away from this vacation saying, I really wish yeah. I would have upgraded to a three-day ticket um, for the expense. You're already spending the amount for to get there, the resort, the everything else. Yep. Do yourself a favor and get at least three days. Now, I advise people to get, especially when they're getting in the four and the five-day range, look at how much it is to upgrade to just one more day. Yeah, it's not much. It's not much. And yeah. it could be worth it to go in just to like have dinner or mm-hmm. to, um, you know, ride one ride, do the fireworks, whatnot. The reason why I was going to advise the after hours thing is it's not just an extra day. It's an extra experience. It's a whole different kind of experience. And you might find that at an after hours event, you get more done during that than you do in a whole day's ticket otherwise. And that's really weird to think of it that way, but it does happen. So um, consider that and see what you think. Wow, you got the gamut of, uh, of, of suggestions here from us on that one, I think. Here's, here's the, the X factor. How many Mickey bars can you and your husband eat? Um, hello. <laughs> through other six bucks a pop, you you yeah. slam about ten of those. You and you're talking make about money. a yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, you come out ahead. I mean, you'll cut, you'll leave with a stomachache, yeah, but yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, we're not judging. Hey, no. the, the other person on this podcast who is not here today, he always tries to break even via Mickey yeah, bars and Mickey extra bars, magic hours. Yeah. Just saying, like he'll text me like, "Dude, I'm on my seventh Mickey bar." I'm like, "Dude, you can be in the hospital." <laughs> But uh, well done, brother. Well done. <laughs> call me call me at 10 in the morning when you get out of the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're going to be paying for that. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Great questions, man. This is some of the best questions we've had in a long time. So uh, thank you so much for that. You got a question? Drop it to me in the email. Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Just put listener question there. So I know that uh, we're to put that in the right place. So I'm not... You know, thinking that's like a you know a question for one of my guests at the Magic for last we get it on the <laughs> then show. You answer it. Sometimes it's right. like I don't know. Like I'm just like, is this a show question? Is this somebody <laughs> that needs us urgently in the next 15 minutes? So let me know there, Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Of course, we'd love to help you plan a great vacation, help you get down to Walt Disney World. Great offers out there right now. Dining cards for some vacation packages, also some awesome room discounts, which really come in handy for those deluxe resorts if you're heading down uh, this summer or this uh, spring. 
So this is the best deal to do. Swing by the magic for less.com. Fill out the quote form. Even if you're heading out to uh, on a Disney cruise, we'll hook you up with a wish cruise. We also uh, you know, have some space left on the BR Guest podcast cruise sailing on the Disney Wish on July 3rd. That's going to be a ton of fun. But no matter where you want to go, Disneyland as well. That's an amazing place. Got my Disneyland sweatshirt on right now. I'm kind of missing it today. And of course, Adventures by Disney. We want to help you have a great vacation. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. When you buy stuff online, it really does help support the show. I bought a couple of HDMI cables today. I know, exciting stuff in Mike Rawman's life. But hey, you know what? Click through BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. It supports the show. And also, thanks, uh, uh, speaking of supporting the show, our Patreon subscribers, you guys make this happen. You're the reason we get to put out so many shows a week. You're also to blame for as many shows we put out a week. So, you know, look at it two ways. But our patrons get uh, that bonus show every Tuesday. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get on that, come on over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. You can follow Ricky on the social media. She's at Ricky Nibs, even when she's not on the shot here, which she's disappeared. She's R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S. Pam's at T-M-F-L-T. Pam, telling you what, you're going to want to follow Pam on the social media. I'm just telling you right now, follow her because... In the month of February, she's going to be staying at some cool places in Florida. Margaritaville, I hear, is in her future, right? It is. I can't wait to check that out. That's kind of a newer place to stay. I mean, of course, Walt Disney World's awesome, but uh, that'll have a cool vibe. You're going to be all over, you know, probably having dinner. At, I already know you and Steve are going to be having dinner at Epcot every night, so we'll be checking that out. <laughs> right? It's, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll we'll be, I mean, it'll, it'll be goes. better than my, you know, B halls and, you know, uh, whatever I have. <laughs> Our morning walk will look a lot, oh, yeah, a lot nicer exactly. than it does right yeah. now. Well, we're so. digging out of snow. You'll be like, oh, yeah, it's 75. And it's right. Sunny. And also give me a follow at BR Guest Mike. I'm heading down here in about two and a half weeks, too, and I'll be posting like crazy as well. So that'll be fun. And of course, live show this Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central. We may or may not have the football game on mute, but uh, Scott and I will be joining you and taking your calls and talking Disney with you. We had a great show last Sunday night. So thanks to everybody who was a part of that. All right. We're going to be back again on Friday. We're talking Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. How has the resort changed? Since we last did our review of the show about five or six years ago, we now have the Grand Casino Tower. We have three bridges. We have easier ways to get around the resort because of the literal three bridges. And also Toledo at the top of the tower. We have the Barcelona Lounge. A lot of things have changed and some things have just been improved that have been there for years. So we're going to talk about that and some of the myths that were in the old guidebooks. Are they still true? We'll talk about that as well. So until we get back together again on Friday, you guys have an awesome week. For Ricky and Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.